0: Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day, we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hi, I'm Eleanor. And I'm
1: Kalina. And
0: welcome back to Don't Quote Me On That, where we talk about whatever we want.
1: And no one ever eats food. No, and I don't
0: accidentally start the show mid-bite and (laughs) make Kalina (laughs) spit out her food. (laughs) Um this week we are going to talk about Fallout Boy. Um and we're gonna do something we've done like one or two times before, uh where we listen to their first single, their latest single, and then we throw in some of our favorites uh in the middle because uh just talking about two songs would take too long. Mm-hmm. Um I think, I think dogs uh, always
1: know when we're recording. Oh, they absolutely do! Without they're, fail, every time Eleanor goes, welcome back to the. Do- <laughs> I hear dogs in the background.
0: They're excited. They they're More they're a featured I guest. Am. Okay, hey. <laughs> um. So, just to start,
1: Klena, are you a Fallout Boy fan? I am not i like their stuff but i wouldn't necessarily say i like seek it out like if i hear they're putting out new stuff i'm like okay but i wouldn't like go out of my way to listen to it you know Mm -hmm. and i think it's also more of like a less so than panic at the disco but i definitely prefer their older stuff and i'm more likely to if if i want to listen to it i'm more likely to go for that than anything newer i agree with I, i like their older stuff more um
0: they they fell off for me uh, after the hiatus, really. But I I didn't really get into them until about two thousand twelve ish, like uh, maybe a little earlier, while they were on, actively on hiatus. Can you be actively on a hiatus? Inactively on hiatus. Mm.
1: Like, I think you have to actively be on hiatus. I think an inactive hi- hiatus would be, like, like when just, bands yeah. aren't putting out new music, but they're doing stuff still. Okay. Or At I least don't heard about a band recently. I think what like the Academy Is, maybe. Not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I heard about the Academy Is recently, who, like, came back from breaking up, and they're, like, supposed... Anyway, it was, just, it was just a TikTok video, because, of course, it is. It always is. <laughs> um and basically this girl there's like this thing in the i don't know the music scene where kellen quinn from sleeping with sirens is like capitalist and basically like he's charging all this money for meet and greets and then ollie sykes from bring me in the horizon like tweeted something about it it was a whole thing and then so i saw a video that was like kellen quinn the academy i think it's the academy is i'm sorry if it's wrong but they're like the academy is just coming for your capitalism crown because they broke up but then like did one random show and then have another one-off show in the UK and the the like meet and greet VIP package is like $1200 like a 1000 pounds and you get like you get access to their food table you get on, like unlimited VIP uh, like lifetime VIP experiences but like lifetime VIP experiences um aren't For worth it if you that all are broken never up have- <laughs>
0: So that, well, that's what that, I would call it inactive hiatus. Is they'd come back as a band but like minus one member and then they'd change the name and then they'd be like, Well, your lifetime VIP was for the Academy Is. Mm-hmm. This is the Academy Was. So <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was it was like and then someone was doing the person was doing the math, they're like to make up for that you'd have to go to thirty shows and this is a band who have not officially announced that they actually got back together or not. <laughs> I think it's worth it. Anyway, that's an inactive hiatus. Okay. Long story short. I don't remember.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I got into them probably when they were on hiatus. And then I went to see them when they were touring for, I think, Save Rock and Roll. And I think I saw them twice, but I might be wrong. I think. No. Okay. I figured it out. I saw them when they were touring with Paramore and then they played a festival in Tempe that I went to see um, over St. Patrick's day weekend forever ago now. Uh, And I tried to listen to, to mania when it came out in 2018, I liked their, their 2015 album, American beauty, American psycho. Um, but between 2015 and their next album in 2018, I was a completely different person. <laughs> um, that's fair. Have not listened to their last uh full album that's that's out, uh, Mania. In ever, I have not listened to it. I heard one song from it and said, Mm-mm. and then they recently that's announced. That's funny because a- I
1: think. I think this would be a good... I always say Eleanor and I are, like, the same person or we're completely different. So I think I we both like Fall Out Boy, but I think what I like from Fall Out Boy is not what Eleanor will like from Fall Out Boy. It would be crossover I, that's objectively I think good. there's a lot of crossover, actually, on...
0: Both of our favorite Fall Out Boy songs are on the same album.
1: That's what I was going to say, but I think that arguably would probably be also just in general peak Fall Out Boy, you know what I mean? Whereas, yeah, like, also, I, I have I w- a couple songs from Mania. No, you... Yes, please. I wasn't. Oh, I was gonna say I almost picked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I I had a hell of a time trying to pick a favorite song because I really like Twenty Seven, but I think if I'd also, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I just gave away Clean's favorite song. It's okay. Listen, if you've listened to this show before, you're not surprised. (laughs) I Um, had that song, but yeah, I that's also a really good one for me. I'm sorry. You can you can go back to your point.
1: Oh no! I, just, I have a couple songs like downloaded on my phone, and like I call them my plain playlist, because obviously when I don't have any service, I listen to the same songs on my phone, and I have a couple off of Mania on my phone, whereas I don't remember, I could be wrong, but just from what I remember, I think I like more songs off of Mania than Save Rock and Roll. I feel like, I, I to me, not Save Rock and Roll, American Beauty, American Cycle, But to me, American Beauty, American Cycle was like, I didn't think it was as good as everyone said it was good. It wasn't bad. I just, I was one of those things where I was like, I, maybe I'm missing something here. It, I remember at the time I really liked it,
0: but I tried to go back a while ago now and, and listen to it, and it just didn't. It just didn't do really what it what it had
1: done for me in the past. Also, I think those songs got play- Uma Thurman. I heard that song too many times. Yeah, you know what I mean. I and I Immortals heard that song that movie
0: today. Yeah, a big hero six.
1: Yeah, which was a good movie, but like after the the like tenth time you hear the song, you're like, no, I I get it. Yeah, you you get over it. So, yeah, I think that was the problem.
0: My thing was like, I've I have a lot of thoughts about Fall Out Boy, but I think early Fall Out Boy, good. Um, I also have a Fall Out Boy tattoo.
1: I was okay. Is, I was waiting. If you didn't bring it up, I was gonna bring it up. Yeah. I feel like it's um, only
0: totally fair. It is fair. Not my most <laughs> it's from the song Sugar We're Going Down. As a tattoo concept, I like it. Um how I personally went about acquiring it or not acquiring it. I did I got it at a tattoo shop. I didn't get it in a garage. Um, <laughs> how I went about designing it. I have a I have a lot of uh, beef with I like it. I was
1: telling someone about it today. Well, not today. I was telling someone about, um, not that, not that I like, like you or anything. And I talk about you a ridiculous amount to normal people who don't know who you are. (laughs) Um, and that there's people who have never met you who know your name. Um, but I was telling someone about your tattoos, and I was, like, starting to describe... I think I was trying to redeem you from the other tattoos you have, which you know. Because <laughs> every time I tell someone, I was like, yeah, Eleanor has three or X amount of whatever tattoos. They're like, really? I'm like, she also has a Fallout white Boy tattoo, and I'm going to do so one. Does that help? Or does that hurt? Am I helping or hurting? Please tell me.
0: <laughs> They're One Direction tattoos. They're One Direction tattoos. Um... It's, I really like using my One Direction tattoos as, like, a litmus test for how cool people are. Yeah, um, me too. Because if they make a face, shut up. I also use it to... Um, and I'm disrupt- sorry, at least I don't have a little feather and infinity sign.
1: Um, because I always go, you Eleanor... Can't find
0: I- my stupid tattoos
1: on Pinterest. <laughs> I go, Eleanor has, <laughs> has three One Direction tattoos. I have a tattoo for the Eagles, so... That's all you need to know about me and Eleanor. Yeah, it really is. Anyway, but we're not talking about any of those bands. We're talking about Fall Out Boy. <laughs> and we're so good at staying on topic.
0: <laughs> we are. I also got the majority of my
1: tattoos when I was underage. So, like... Okay, well, we're talking about tattoos. Today. I saw a video of this guy sticking poke his face. Oh, by him. He was by like, himself? I think... First of all, he already has face tattoos. And he was like, I think I want a face tattoo. And I was like, alright, fair enough. And he was like, I think I want to give myself a face tattoo. And I was like, I'm not like, really, I'm still not entirely with you, but like, okay. Then he and poked his face. Hmm. It I couldn't... was like power to him, but is he okay? No. American rock band Fall Out Boy.
0: Absolutely. We're gonna talk about Fall Out Boy. So their <laughs> first single... Um, full, full. Uh, transparency. Maybe might not have been actually their first ever single, but it was their first single from their first studio album,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not from their first EP. I figured that that's what we've been doing with the other ones. That's the safest way to do it to keep it consistent.
1: That's what we've been doing. Um, I Google first song ever released, which I, it I gives Googled- you mixed answers.
0: I googled Fall Out Boy first single, and this is the single uh-huh. that came up the most amount of times. That's
1: what I was going to say, because even when I Google first song ever released, half the time that comes up is the first single, which is not always the first song they ever, like, necessarily mm-hmm. played out. Anyway, okay, Fall Out Boy single. did have an
0: EP before this album, but I didn't pick it. I picked this song, um, and it's and there's nothing Get Our Arrival. Yeah, so... Um, it's called Dead on Arrival. It's from Take This to Your Grave. It was released in 2003. So about two years after they officially became a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they, it's, they're they from Chicago. So they're also from Illinois. Um, so, yeah. This song is about uh, how
1: women are B-words. Which, listen, I'm not a misogynist. I am, probably. Don't say that, Eleanor, on the internet. Please don't say that. (laughs) We are fighting for our lives already, okay? (laughs) We got a lot working against us. I do not need you adding to it. (laughs) <laughs> that's Sorry, I love women. I I can be a misogynist for for music like this because I do think a common theme which like I think I don't is like partly the genre partly like that's what society wants. We live in a society. Um not society. <laughs> Women are terrible and, like, everything is their fault, you know? My life is falling apart. Obviously, it's my mom's fault or my girlfriend's fault or, like, my other girlfriend's fault. Never your fault. <laughs> nothing to do with you. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I think part of the reason, not just this song, but it's, like, it's not direct massage. Misogy- I think there are some songs that are, like, very misogynistic, but, like, also sometimes girls just suck. Um,
1: also, it's such a male... Yeah, it's such a male-saturated, male-dominated genre that, like, just by default, if you're singing about relationships that went wrong, unfortunately, nine times out of ten, it's a man singing, it's a, it's a cis-hetero man singing about his relationship. So it's going to be a lady, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part. Especially I've... even back then, like, even if it wasn't, probably for safety and radio playability, you'd switch the, 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 the pronoun. Mm-hmm. But this song doesn't
0: actually. You know what? Maybe, maybe we're being homophobic, not misogynistic, because this song doesn't even have a pronoun.
1: We got to pick a struggle. We can't be homophobic and misogynistic. Um, I, sorry. So, I'm
0: not, which would you rather be? <laughs> I guess I would rather be a misogynist. I feel like that's safer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's internalized misogyny here don't quote me on that folks (laughs) I'm not gonna let Eleanor talk anymore appreciate her appreciate her setting up this episode I'm gonna take it from here Um, according to Genius uh, Dead on Arrival which I actually I was was watching this video today and people were talking about like cool book titles and not, not even the content just a cool book title I think Take It to Your Grave is a fun album title and I think Dead on Arrival is a good song title and i like that the two of them go together eleanor and i've talked and Mm -hmm. i've talked before about like when you construct an album and i think that also goes into titles and stuff also it it basically just kind of seems like he's into this girl and she and and the conversation's just not going anywhere and for me the sound which obviously this is is not a good comparison so i can think of it is when we talked about my chemical romance Every time we did a first and last for them and I every time we talked about their sound I was like they sound like My Chemical Romance which is stupid because obviously they do but like every band I think that came out after My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy in some way or shape or form was trying to emulate that because they were they're like the the holy grail of this genre of music so this Fall Out Boy song to me because I haven't heard it before we listened to it for this show Sounds like someone who's trying to emulate Fallout Boy. What uh, what that tells me is that Fallout Boy, much like my chemical romance, actually, had a very clear, clear sound from the start. And I mm-hmm. don't know what makes those two bands so unique in their sound, but obviously it works. They're famous and popular and all that jazz, but like if I didn't know this was a Fallout Boy song, I would have been like, oh, this kind of sounds like someone who's trying to emulate like old Fallout Boy, and they're doing a good job. I yeah,
0: I actually really like that because it kind of shows i think the the next two albums um kind of hone in on i'd say what we typically think of for for you and me specifically like good follow-up boy so i think Mm -hmm. i think it's really interesting that you kind of get those vibes but it's not perfectly honed yet you know yeah get what i'm saying i guess i mean yeah it's on the same page i know i love it yeah this song is good i I've heard it a bunch. I'm pretty sure I have this on one of my playlists. Um, I think Fall Out Boy is is good at, I think, wordplay sort of thing. Not necessarily wordplay, but just being clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have parallels. I think this parallels to a song um, on American Beauty, American Psycho oh man i'm so sorry i'm looking something up right now i well, should no, while have you're this. Looking at that, um, please talk no, no
1: no while you're looking that up i was thinking about world play and i was gonna say metaphors which we talked about a bit i think when we talked about mona skin and like I, I was gonna say i think fallout boy is very good at metaphors and if we're talking about sense of honing this song to me is a little on the nose like the first like mm-hmm. the conversation's been dead on arrival which like is not saying flat out the conversation's dead but to me that's a little plain even the later you get, you get the line. I know I'm not your favorite record. Oh, this this is side one. Flip me over. I know I'm not your favorite record. I like that. But overall, like the song as a whole, I don't think they've quite polished off their 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 metaphors, their 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 play on language.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: before I let Eleanor go, also the line after the line after I really like, which is says the songs you grow to like never stick at first. So I'm writing you a chorus, and here is your verse. I like that.
0: I'm very Never glad the that notes. you. A song. I'm very glad you brought up the favorite record line because in American Beauty, American Psycho, there's a song called "Favorite Record." Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's fun because yeah, in here he says, "I know I'm not your favorite record," and then they have a whole song called "Favorite Record," um, and I just really like little, little flashbacks, Easter eggs like um, that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just I think, think it's good to evolve in your sound, but I don't like when artists are like, no, we like they like try to separate themselves completely from what they did before because that what you did before was one work you, you know, you put out and it was it's genuine sound coming from you, I'm presuming, and two, like that got you to the place where you can now try to experiment with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I think. I, I think like reinventing yourself as a band or within your genre, jumping genres is a little bit different to just like sticking to the sound that has obviously worked for you, and mm-hmm. presumably you like, and just like straying just far enough that it it's, I don't know, saying warped sounds very dramatic, but like you you ruined it. <laughs> Not not with this I... song. We'll, we'll get into that. But like, I feel like Fall Out Boy has a very clear, cohesive kind of sound in the first couple of mm-hmm. albums. And it's a good sound and I like it. I was going
1: to say, I can understand not wanting to get pigeonholed into the one sound, but also like completely divorcing yourself from it. Like it was never a part of you. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. I get yeah. like maybe if like you weren't writing your songs and this is songs you're being fed. But like if you're making the music... Saying, "Oh, that's not us anymore" is not fair because, like, not that was you at one point in time?
0: Yeah, agree. And it's like that's what your fans are there for. Don't be too mean to the people that's who. That's how you got them. Yeah, like it's fine if you want to move on, but you can't. Like, I feel like as an artist, it's kind of difficult unless you're Robert Pattinson to bash what <laughs> you used to do because that's like part of the reason you're.
1: <laughs> actually robert patterson bashing twilight made twilight better <laughs> yeah he said we, we were because all was thinking like, oh so someone else also thought this was ridiculous it's good <laughs> but ridiculous
0: um but yeah that is dead on arrival do you have any final thoughts no i'm very excited to talk about the next song okay um i am just real quick gonna not talk about the song that kalina wants to talk about i should have reformatted this but just to keep in um chronological order, mm-hmm. uh, this this will be very, very quick. Um, so Take This to Your Grave, To Your Grave, was the first album, the first singles from. And then it in 2005, it uh, came From Under the Cork Tree. And uh, one of my friends, their favorite song is Sophomore Slump or Comeback of the Year from this album. It is a good album. It is a very good album. Definitely my second favorite Fall Out Boy album and uh, this is another song that I really like. And it has William Beckett from The Academy Is uh, oh, featured Oh, you are talking
1: it. about those guys. I I know. They're capitalists. <laughs> They're I from think. the same label. I'm pretty label. sure The Academy Is. I'm sorry if it's not. <laughs> I'm bashing The Academy Is, but I'm pretty sure that was the name of the band.
0: And Kalina apologizing also effectively renders any legal action moot because we already
1: said whoopsie. Oh, can I also apologize for Eleanor saying she was a misogynist and a homophobe? I think she should be apologizing, but I'll do it for her, just to be safe. Yeah, I wasn't going to
0: apologize.
1: Yes, I was. I like this album. Mm-hmm. Sophomore Slump, our comeback of the year, also hadn't listened to it before this show. I like this album. At the same time, I do think like I can't listen to this album straight through because I do kind of think the songs all sound the same. I nope. I would have to agree. Good. They sound the same. Yeah, which again
0: can get very boring, Mm. but brand
1: recognition is good. Like I just I'm thinking of it. Like I listen to um, oh. that Panic at the Disco album, a fever you can't sweat out. A fever you can't sweat out. Yes, I can listen to that straight through and not mm-hmm. get bored. Again, that's all got the same vibe, but like I really like how all the songs transition in- transition into each other. I think it's a really good album, and I like all the songs in it. While I like the songs off of From Under a Cork From Under the Cork Tree, I couldn't listen to them all together because I'm like, okay, we okay, we get it. Um, but I do think this is peak Fall Out Boy, especially in terms of like song titles. And we've mm-hmm. got what "Dance Dance" and "Sugar" were going down, which I think only stick out because they're so well known. But I think if they weren't as well known, they would blend into the album overall. Also, this has one of my favorite Fall Out Boy songs, which is "Get Busy Living and Get Busy Dying." Um, so that but if I didn't pick Twenty Seven, I would have picked that one. Yeah, if I didn't pick twenty seven,
0: I probably would have picked of all the gin joints in the world or champagne for my real friends, real paint for my sham friends. That's so fun to say. I know, Um, and I I did. I
1: had um, had someone doing tongue twisters the other night, so I'll add that one to the list.
0: Yeah, I I do really like for how from under the cork tree. A, I agree with what Kalina said just about the album. All of the, okay, not all of, most of the song titles are references to other pieces of media. Um, usually, yeah. not all, most of them are uh, movies, but there's also some like inner music industry little call outs. And I just think that's fun. And also, I'm a fellow boy song title apologist.
1: Yeah, I like all the jokes about their song titles. Um, I really, I mean, we've got our lawyer made us change the name of the song so we wouldn't get sued. And I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy, and all I got was a stupid song written about me. But then we've got, um, nobody puts baby in a corner. A little less sixteen candles. A little more touch me. Get busy living or get busy dying. So like, I, yeah, I learned, listen, we're media students. Ellen so and I do an like a, I do like a little mixed media crossover sort of moment, especially, and I like when artists. You can tell they like know their craft and know the history behind things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that same vein, I like when they can bring in other media because I media does not exist in a vacuum. And especially the further we go on, like no one has an original idea. No. So I do. I do think like even if, even if it was a case of like they could have written the song and then later been like, oh, there's a parallel to this thing. Or they directly took inspiration from you know whatever movie? I like. When people recognize that like, I think, I think on a a greater scheme of things, it makes you feel less alone. I think media and like, especially music makes you feel less alone. So I think when a song, especially with the content of what Fallout Boy sings about, I think if a song is like, there's these other pieces that like relate to this idea that like maybe you identified with, it makes you just brings, brings everyone together. Mm -hmm. I love music. Me as well.
0: Um, and also, just to flex our little media, uh, um, I believe these would be called paratextual uh, titles yes. because they are borrowing from similar media texts. So that's if your... If anyone's
1: wondering, this is how Eleanor and I were in um, school, whereas I, big idea, Eleanor, theory. Eleanor's a theory girly. Mm-hmm. I just stay words. And I usually w- or work myself into a good point at some point in time. And then Eleanor comes back and she's like, here's the source. Encoding, decoding. Stuart Hall. That is the one thing I remember from media class. That and that thr- the Thriller music video changed the way music videos were made.
0: Fall boy Boy um, had a lot. I don't know if they changed the way music was made. They, I'm sure that argument could be made. Um, but mm-hmm. their sound was fairly revolutionary for their genre. Yeah. Which, see, we- I just connected your Michael Jackson fun fact to the topic. <laughs> I can't but,
1: like, that's stay what on I'm saying topic, but the My but... Chemical Romance thing is like I, I didn't realize it till we were talking about it. But like when we listen to other artists, I'm like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this or the or you know we're talking about crossover and text and stuff, Paratext. Whereas like when I was listening to, when I was listening to My Chemical Romance, I was like, this sounds like My Chemical Romance. Like that is the mm-hmm. only person in the world I could compare yeah. them to, and like I I, I wouldn't objectively, or, like, if I wasn't in that context, wouldn't have thought... I think my chemical romance have a unique sound, but I wouldn't have thought they had a unique sound any more unique than any other artist in the world. But, like, same thing with Fall Out Boy. Every time I hear a Fall Out Boy song, I know it's a Fall Out Boy song. Yeah. There is no one else in the world where I'm like, oh, it sounds like Fall Out Boy it took from these people and these people. Nope, it's fall, that's Fall Out Boy. Exactly. Which is,
0: honestly, I think amazing for any mm-hmm. any band who's, like, so groundbreaking i i guess in their craft Mm -hmm. that they kind of define a genre i think that is they're the blueprint yeah i think it's beautiful i think it's amazing um i also think it's really annoying when people do that to taylor swift because um calm down she didn't invent metaphors and also not everybody who is slightly (laughs) clever is taylor swift (laughs) thank you
1: yeah uh (laughs) I have thoughts about Taylor Swift, so we won't get into. Me too. Um, but like, yeah, with Follow
0: Boy, it is a it is a Follow Boy song, and you can just yeah. And
1: when it's, I think with with like this sort this genre of music, which is very much derived from, which we talked about with a derived from a genre of music that one has a lot of history and a lot of culture around it. And two, a, a part of that culture is very much like a purity culture, whereas if you're not mm-hmm. doing it like the Clash did it, you're not doing it right. I think it is even more impressive to. To, to carve out a space for yourself that one everyone tries to emulate and two like do that successfully yeah because like everyone come in and have a unique sound but like it's very easy for everyone to be like well you're not true rocker or whatever musicians because you do x y and z which i don't think anyone would really say about fallout boy Mm-mm. No. anyway we didn't actually talk about the song sorry homie
0: oh yeah so- sorry we didn't actually talk about the song Um, but, uh, this is from their second album, hence sophomore slump or comeback of the year. Um, so
1: there you go. I think they've gotten more, um, we were talking a little bit about metaphors and stuff. So I definitely think on this album, they've honed that a bit more. Um, I don't, like I said, I didn't listen to the song before, so. I'm just skimming through the lyrics here.
0: Another thing, in just in line of Kalina talking about the the sound of Fall Out Boy, um, some of these songs, because I was trying to pick my favorite for the episode, um, for some of them, I'd pull them up on YouTube so I could listen to them, but I'd also I'd pull up the lyrics. And within reading, like, m- maximum the first five lines, the song had just come out from my psyche so i think that's also very helpful because i didn't have to re-listen to any of these songs i just said i just read Mm -hmm. two lyrics and then my
1: brain just went yeah here you go here's the whole song yeah it's it's accessible um i was was skimming the lyrics here for sophomore slump which i could i really want to talk about get busy dying but that's not on the list but um and so I was th- talking about metaphors and how they've honed their sound a little bit more from just from the first to the second album. And they have the line, got a sunset in my veins. And I'm going to use this as a segue because um, I, don't, I don't have any more intelligent thoughts about this song. I have a lot of intelligent thoughts about the next one. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so in, in Sophomore Slump, or Comeback of the Year, we have got a sunset in my veins. And then Kalina's favorite Fall Out Boy song. We have not said it before in this episode. It was not spoiled earlier. Uh, It is 27 off of their fourth studio album, which I'm going to make Eleanor pronounce because one of us has a French degree.
0: Fully adieu.
1: Very beautiful. 10 out of 10. Um, So this is the 10th track off of their studio album. And the reason I picked this song over Really Get Busy Dying, I think, would be down between the two of those. Um, is I have a mild, persistent interest in the 27 Club is the nice way to put it. I think some uh, corners of time?
0: the internet would call this um, a hyperfixation.
1: And if you don't know what the 27 Club is, it's basically, like, all those musicians who died at 27, it dates back to... This is not important. Um, basically, the important people <laughs> in the 27 Club <laughs> are Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Brian Jones. Um, there's k a, there's a K-pop star in there that more recently. Uh, there's, like, a couple actors, but it's mostly musicians, and usually they... I, I don't like saying this because most people in the 27 Club didn't die of natural causes. But like that's common sense because most people don't die at twenty seven, of natural causes. That's just not mm-hmm. like a. It's not a very common, um, usually you know, twenty like, seven
0: year old thing to do.
1: Yeah. So like, um, but yeah, usually sort of drugs and and uh, things associated with the high life of being a musician, particularly particularly like in rock. So, we've got twenty seven, um, which he's singing about twenty seven club and kind of the idea of like. Of, of fame, because for this point, I think Fall Out Boy is very well established mm-hmm. there. I, I do think it is a concern, even if it's not a genuine like, oh, I might die at 27. The idea of like the fast life and and the fast life and living the high life and crashing or losing your fame or like all of that just very quickly is something that a, a lot of people in that space have to confront because you never know when it might end. And it might end because you die or it might end for, you know, a variety of reasons but oh yeah um so anyway he says sunshine in my veins in sophomore slump and here he says um because in in this song which is one of my favorite lines in anything ever is because i want it so bad i'd shoot the sunshine into my veins i can't remember the good old days okay i'll let Eleanor go for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um
0: i also really like 27 um again i'm i'm not as into the the, the 27 club side of it um I'm more
1: into the.
0: I think, uh, Kalina, can I be a little bit misogynistic again?
1: As long as you apologize first, and then we're okay. we're f- clear. I'm sorry for this.
0: I think sometimes Pete way Pete Wentz um is kind of the same insane teenage girl as I was, like just a very mm-hmm. specific like. Insanity when it comes to how you view or perceive romantic situations, I think there's just an intense—I don't know—just kind of intense insanity that's very just teenage girl or personality disorder.
1: (laughs) We've talked about this, and this could be a whole other episode. But we talked about when we talked about Jennifer's body, and like the only—the only way I could keep coming back to it is being a teenage girl is hard for a variety of reasons but mostly again we live in a society and so at the end of the day like society wants you to be the perfect woman it doesn't want you to be like other women but it wants all of you women to be the perfect woman and then you want to get male attention but also if you want male, like it's just this whole thing and then you that's bottled with and coupled with like the same thing every a teenage boy is going through you're going through puberty you're like trying to figure out how you are who you are i don't know if this is true for everyone but like for me i think that was the first time i became like truly self-aware and I always say that like when I when I became truly self-aware I was like oh my god I'm horrible and everyone hates me and if I had like if I hadn't been so self-absorbed in that and like had time to think about the fact that other people can perceive me I would have lost my mind (laughs) right but like I think it's the first time you're truly self-aware and also like a little bit self-absorbed not in a bad way but like you're like oh my god I'm a person who can make decisions and like has to do things and like you're I think you're confronting the reality of life for the first it's hard being a teenage girl Yes. long story short um i think this song is a perfect example and like the entire song almost is just metaphor after metaphor after metaphor and i think this is like the peak or like not even the peak but like to me if i wanted to give a good example of fallout boys songwriting i would yeah think this, we this... Got, i'm shooting the sunshine into my veins um my mind is a safe and if i keep it then we all get rich my body is an orphanage we take everyone in um and I've got a lot of friends who are stars, but some are just black holes. He's insane for that. I I know. And I think also <laughs>
0: just one thing I love about this song is the, the layers of... Like the song just as... If you don't know anything else about media, the 27 Club, whatever. Mm-hmm. As a song, it is good. It has a really nice sound. The it's it's very cohesive kind of as a as a as a mm-hmm. musical unit but like when you get into it just like the layers you can uncover like even knowing what the that 27 relates to the 27 club and then mm-hmm. we've got lines like doing lines of dust and sweat off last night's stage just to feel like you
1: insane it's this song is just every line to me feeds back into it like exactly because because we've got like if home is where the heart is then we're all just fucked and i can't remember and i want to shoot the sunshine into my veins and like i have these friends who are who are stars but some are black holes and they're both these big 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 personalities and these big things but like it can go either way and then also i like that it's not explicitly about the 27 club like the title if Mm -hmm. it weren't for the title i think it'd be very hard to make that connection um not hard but like i wouldn't jump to that first you know what i mean and yeah you wouldn't be i like like it because in the same way yeah yeah. if i just read the lyrics i'd be like oh it might be a little bit about like fame and like or like maybe which we've talked about a lot is Mm -hmm. what you thought you wanted isn't necessarily what you got and what you expected it to be but i don't i like that it's not explicitly about 27 club because and i this is what i did my my undergrad thesis (laughs) on which is why i have all these thoughts which is like i think it's very easy to fall into the the realm of romanticizing that and romanticizing yeah. the artists and the lifestyle they had, which you should not do. Like people, you know, printing out t-shirts with Kurt Cobain, suicide note. And it, when Kurt Cobain, I think, and, and any logical person would be like, Hey, maybe don't do what I did and kill yourself. Just a suggestion. <laughs> Just a suggestion. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> so like, I do like that. It's not, it, it is very much looking at it from one, a point of view from uh, the point of view from someone who could, I think, relate more to members of the 27 club than, your regular joe schmo and to someone who's like criticizing it with, with like not necessarily i don't even negative negatively but they're like this is you know these are the facts of life and it's not all sunshine and rainbows it's sunshine and i want to shoot it into my veins thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> okay we could be here forever so we'll talk yeah. about eleanor's song okay next. all right
0: um i will say though if you ever like are out with somebody, if you and Kalina are ever out with somebody, and or you're out just like together, and somebody else is trying to talk to you, you just like drag Kalina over and say, "Quick, <laughs> talk about the Twenty Seven Club," and whoever is um, pestering the other you day, will leave.
1: <laughs> I went out for coffee with someone, and I asked if he knew what the Twenty Seven Club was. And then I would like to cue a 20-minute conversation where I had the Wikipedia page open and I was explaining <laughs> to him how it started in the 1860s. And then I was explaining the related concepts of the white li- of the white lighter myth and then also the 23 enigma and then also the ninth symphony curse. So uh, just you <laughs> give me. I could be there for an hour at least. Okay. And I love it. But, <laughs> but uh... I love it's a good song too. I do like this song. I
0: did. I picked this song... Um, that I like because, A, it's got a little bit of everything, um, but also Mm -hmm. it just, it's very upbeat in the sound and not to be like, oh my God, it's like the, the song is happy but the words are sad. (laughs) (laughs) But the song is happy and the lyrics are sad. Yeah. Um. Honestly, this has this this has everything I love in a song. It's this is got twenty dollar, imi- by the way. Oh I'm so sorry. Yeah. The song is called Twenty Dollar <laughs> Noseblade. Um off the same album. Off the same album. Actually, I think it's Yeah, literally three songs after 27. It's got everything I like in a song. We've got religious imagery. We've got talk about drug use. We've got dog imagery. Um, we've got some criti- we, we criticize America a little bit. Um, unfortunately it has Brendan Urie who uh, we, we'll talk listen, about him later.
1: Listen. Good, vo- Bre- He has a, a lot good voice. Okay? He's got a good voice. Especially this so era many- Brendan Ury. He can sing. He can sing.
0: Um, also this song has a little bit of Insane Pete Waite's. Wentz because he's got like a minute long little monologue
1: at the end. Um, you should pair that up with um with "Get Busy Living, Get Busy Dying." Exactly. Uh, also, arguably, uh, it might be the best part of the song on Genius. Apparently, you
0: can the the artist can verify annotations. Um, and on the Genius page for twenty dollars nosebleed, there's an annotation on verse two, Patrick Stump. Somebody said, dang, you really nailed this whole verse. And then Fall Boy verified that. <laughs> I think that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> he was like, I know we did. They said, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, we did nail it. Thank you. I. Um, you said this is three songs after 27, which I think is interesting because as we said, 27 Club, a lot of like drug overdose deaths. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Brian Jones, a lot of Debts that were were sped along by the use of copious amounts of drugs. This whole song, or at least the whole title, and like, is 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 about um, benzodrine, mm-hmm. which is a, a form of amphetamine. Known to cause nose, known to cause nosebleeds. Hence the name hence. of the the song. So I do think that's interesting. that like, those are it's kind of trickling down, even if it's not in the same context. Yeah. Again, I. I had a point about this song, but I can't remember. I was waiting for you to finish. Um
0: my point is um one of the lines in this song is permanent jet lag, please take me back. And like not to talk about (laughs) I (laughs)
1: This happens every time. We can't escape it. It must be us. I think we're looking for it at this point in time. I look for – look, the other
0: day when I was driving to work, Time Zone by Monaskin came on, and then I cried while driving. So that's why I like that line. We're not going to get back into it. Um, also, uh, goes to the desert the same war his dad rehearsed, came, bla- came oh my back God, I with just about flags to say on that. coffins and said we won.
1: I was just about to say that because talk. of And then I I remember my point. It was that like this, I like this song and it sounds so like this is the one time I'm, I wouldn't necessarily listen to this off the bat and be like, oh my God, it's Fall Out Boy. I mean, I would because like I know his voice, but like it's less obvious than I think the other ones, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you said how it was upbeat. And I don't even think because it's upbeat, but I do like this change in sound, especially Especially, I mean, I, I mean, I I'm, I'm gonna say it because I was gonna say the line, and I think it needs to be heard again. Came back with flags on coffins and said, "We won. Oh, we won." How are you supposed to act normal about that? It's such a good
0: line, and also, like, I like that it's it's a little bit more. It. This is not probably the most PC word to to say, but I feel like I've ruined myself already. Um. <laughs> The song sounds a little bit manic, which I think is a very mm-hmm. good tie-in to it being about an amphetamine. Um, also, I love
1: Fall Out Boy. And Eleanor talked a little bit <laughs> about the the little Pete Wentz rant at the end, which I think sums up. If if we're using the word manic and and I, I guess thinking back to also 27 because this probably a, these are probably themes throughout the album as a whole where he says I'm just a racehorse on the track send me back to the glue factory always thought I'd float away and never come back so like again what I was saying with 27 is like like you don't know when it's going to end am might end because you die am I end because like people just don't like your music anymore but like you are you're the star you're the racehorse on the track you're the star of the show and you always thought you'd you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Essentially, mm-hmm. thought I'd float away and never come back. So that either you're just gonna fade into oblivion, or send me back to the glue factory. You're gonna get chewed up and spit out. And then there was—I know he said the line about coffins, but there was a line about coffins. That so was really good. It was. Oh my
0: goodness. I anyway. And also in work. his little in his little oh. te- insane teenage girl rant, which again I'm sorry that's a misogynistic. Way to say that. But that's just how I feel.
1: Um, you were a teenage she, girl once. It's okay. Exactly. You can get away
0: with it. Um, he says, it's not me. It's you. Actually, it's the taxidermy of you and me. Which, mm-hmm. um, I just love it. And also, he says, I'm a stray dog. Sick. Please let me in. And...
1: And we all know anything about dogs. We all know anything
0: about dogs or wolves. Uh, Really just speak to me in a way that the 27 Club speaks to Kalina, but different.
1: How does the 27 Club speak to me, Eleanor? Deeply and weirdly. Yeah. (laughs) Biblically? Biblically. (laughs) Um
0: yeah also this song has some religious imagery which
1: i love i have a running note about songs that reference the 27 club so we we could we could do that (laughs) for a week-long episode if you ever want. absolutely i'll just go live for the entire week and i'll be like okay number one 27 by fallout boy let's get into it which one did i realize recently Oh, RIP to my youth by the neighborhood. Oh.
0: Uh, Kalina's birthday is the 28th and mine is the 26th. So the average of our birthdays is 27. Um, And (laughs) when we figured that out, it was was a really embarrassing uh, week for us. And And I'm um, pretty sure our Twitter is don't quote us 27.
1: Unrelated. (laughs) I was going to say, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's don't quote us 27. So like. You could hop over there. Totally random number we picked. <laughs> what's the What's the latest single by Fall Out Boy? The latest Eleanor?
0: single by Fall Out Boy is from their recently announced album, "So Much for Stardust." Um, it they announced the album I think early, early this year, and released. The first single called So Much for Stardust uh, And then Let's see that one was released Okay January 18th And then about a week after uh, January 25th we got Heartbreak Feels So Good uh, But also just to, to fill us in Just real quick um, So the songs Clean and I were talking about 27 and $20 nosebleed Is from uh, Folia Da. That song uh, that album came out in 2008, and then Fall Out Boy went on a five-year hiatus and came back in 2013 with Save Rock and Roll, um, and then American Beauty, American Psycho in 2015, Mania in 2018, and then this is interesting because it's got uh, their latest album is will come out in March of this year. Um, Which is five years difference between Mania and this album, which is also the same amount of time difference between Mm -hmm. pre and post hiatus albums, uh, which I just think is interesting. But also, if you think about it, there was the pandemic in between those two albums. So I'm sure um, they didn't, they'd been on kind of a two year timeline, but I'm sure even if they had a, an, an album ready to go in 2020, it would have been understandably delayed or postponed. Mm-hmm. But it's still interesting. There's still a parallel. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, also, uh, one of the members recently went on hiatus from the band, so they are now a uh, three-person thing. But I do believe that trio. Uh, a thruple thank you. If you wanted to get
1: thruple, um, if you want to get modern.
0: You- <laughs> uh. Joe Troman, I believe it was. Oh my goodness, I might be wrong. Yeah, Joe Troman is uh, taking a break from the band. So yes, they are currently a trio. But he still helped put together this album. I just don't think Mm -hmm. he will be touring with them. Anyway, the latest single is called Heartbreak Feels So Good. And it, it sounds like somebody is is doing a karaoke fallout boy song
1: this to me is in the same vein as the first album in the sense that if i heard that song i'd be like damn that kind of sounds like someone trying to write a fallout boy song and like they nailed the sound but like it doesn't have the the, the je ne sais quoi the 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 oomph the je, mm-hmm. whatever word you want to use the x factor okay okay but i do i do i i I um thought the i didn't listen to this song because i thought the last single was love from the other side which i liked actually oh we can talk about love from the other side well we we will because i don't know enough about this song but Mm um i i have i'm reading the lyrics here and i gave it a quick little listen through while Eleanor was chit-chatting and I think this is a theme especially with artists who take a break but like in this genre I think what makes this genre what it is you know what do you want to call it emo or pop punk or, or punk rock or like whatever like some variation of that those words all come up at some point in time okay um is the idea of like being an outsider and And wanting to, you know, I want to get out of this town and my girlfriend sucks and my mom sucks and, and like feeling and and being outcast in society for some reason, which this has nothing to do with the point I'm going to make, but I'm going to bring it up anyway, which I think is a reason that like, even though I think optics wise, you would assume it's a whole, it's very easy to be like, that's white people music and like middle class white boys listen to that music. But like the idea of being an outcast in society, you could be an outcast in society for a variety of reasons. And I think there's a much larger community of like people of color in these communities and like disabled people and you know, things of that nature that you wouldn't expect because no one gets to decide why society has decided they're not worthy of being included. But anyway, long story. Short, I think that's a a a, a main theme in this music that gives it a lot of draw an appeal and i've noticed that as these bands get older because obviously the bands were for the most part older than us when they were putting out the music that you were relating to because they were singing about you know what they remember feeling like whereas now they're older and you know sometimes they have families and like you know they're they're adults and all yada 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 they still sing about outcasts being outcasts in society and like how life is hard but i think from the other point of view and the reason I talked myself into that long point is basically, in the opening of Heartbreak Feels So Good, he says, at the end of the first verse, he says, nobody said the road was endless. Nobody said the climb was friendless. But could we put, please pretend this won't end? And nobody said the climb was friendless is my point, And I'm going to find it. I'm looking in my brain for it right there. It's right there. Nobody nobody said that like you would have to go on this road alone. Where I think... Before it would have been easy to be like, nobody said that like life was going to be easy and you would have friends, which is my very, is very simplified, simplification of what I'm trying to say. But does that make sense? I think so. Yes. Basically, basically before it was like, life will get better, even, even though it sucks now. And, and now it's like, life will get better, but it doesn't mean it has to suck now. Yes. Okay yes i was trying to work my way back to the lyric but by the, by the time i got back to friendless i had lost <laughs> why i was talking <laughs> about friendless <laughs> i like well he says we'll cry later or cry now you know it's heartbreak so like life might you know just because and just because things suck doesn't mean they're bad and there, and there's no value what do they say here i'll talk myself into an intelligent point um, you cannot live in the future. You have to live now. And so, like, even if things aren't what you imagine they would be, and you think they'll be better in the future, that doesn't mean you can't live now and also enjoy now. Exactly. Okay,
0: then now I actually a hundred percent get it.
1: You had me. You had me halfway there, <laughs> and now we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at you for help, and you were just looking down.
0: I, 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 so I was, was trying like, to follow know, it in name. my head, and I got I
1: got a little. <laughs> Me too. I had to close my eyes and look at it. Up. I was like, "Friend." I was like, "Friendless." There was something about friendless. Yeah. And I, I think, kind of,
0: it's a, it's a good sign. I, I don't know if it's a good sign, but like, they, they still kind of kept the same. Things suck, but now they're kind of looking at it in in a more, I guess, mature way. What I was saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. I'm. I'm. I'm relating to
0: your. Own. We, yeah, but I get you it. See
1: how you said it in two words, and I don't. Five minutes, but you had the idea. Confused myself. You can only make an idea
0: streamlined if 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 somebody has the idea to streamline. So,
1: <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yes. Um, lyrically good. I didn't love the sound. I liked. We'll talk about love from the other side because mm-hmm. I liked love from the other side. I thought it was fun. I thought it was. I thought it would have fit in very well. I don't know their discography well enough to tell you what album specifically, but I think it would have fit in well with another album. If you told me it was an older song with them, I'd be like, oh, I believe you. Um, I don't know the... I do have it on my playlist, but I don't know the lyrics as well, but he says... Oh, here, there's a line about fathers. He says, like a kid playing pretend in his father's suit. I'd never go. I just want to be invited. And he says, we were a hammer to the statue of David. We were a painting you could never frame. And i'm gonna be insane about this line (laughs) you were the sunshine of my lifetime what would you trade the pain for and i think fallout boy has a thing for sunshine Mm -hmm. i would have to agree model house life meltdown still a modern dream letdown it kills me there's no punctuation in that so that is like how it reads that is how it reads (laughs) i what would you trade the pain for
0: um, a, a box combo from Canes. I'd give a lot for a box combo from Canes.
1: I'll take your word for it. I've never been to Canes. I would crush a fish sandwich from Culver's right now,
0: though.
1: Oh. And an ice cream.
0: I, I didn't particularly love uh, any of these songs. They just, they, they just felt a little bit too. I think part of it. Is that Fall Out Boy is a song or is a band that I really really loved and was was very invested in for a very pivotal time of my youth, um, and so now when their music doesn't feel the same to me as it did when when they were important to me i i can i i i don't like it um mm-hmm. and kind of like what i was talking about between american beauty american psycho and mania just three years i i had changed so much that even if their their music is as good and um as clever and all the good things that I, I like about Fall Out Boy, even if it is at the same level of quality, um, now I'm not going through the same things, and so I I just I don't. know, It's very hard for me to like Fall Out Boy, New Fall Out Boy, because it doesn't live up to 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 how to how fifteen year old Eleanor felt about it, because I'm no longer fifteen year old Eleanor. Um. All that to say, I didn't like these songs, and it's it's <laughs> it's it's hard for me to to say good things
1: because I'm a little devastated that I'm um, old now. Well, before you said all of that, um, also someone pointed out to me very kindly. So I will ruin your life with this information. They asked me how long ago did I graduate high school, and then I had to stop talking for a little bit. Yeah, because that caused me some emotional damage oh Um, I
0: I actually now that you say that I was out at lunch with my coworkers, and one of them like asked how old I was and then said oh wow so you it was it's been five years since you graduated high school for me it's been whatever 12 15 years but but he just said that so freely and then moved on and I was like I that's
1: what? This year is six years since I graduated high school. Is it six? It's six.
0: Oh, my God.
1: This year is three years since I graduated college the first time. I'm having a really good time with my life. Thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so I was, I was going to say that I do, I'm do i not surprised you didn't like these as much because I like Fall Out Boy. I don't listen to Fall Out Boy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, like I have this song on my playlist i don't know if i know the words i know the words of 27 because i'm insane and i know the words to like dance dance mm-hmm. and sugar we're going down but like even even the songs off of mania I like i think i like um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh miss missing you i don't know if that's mania but i'm, I'm just it trying is, to remember songs. it like. is not like. miss missing yeah, you yeah it's rock and roll but yeah that's it but miss missing you which like i know the chorus to that song but I couldn't tell you all the word Here, I'm going to pull it up on my, on my music right now. I listen to Fall Out Boy, Fall Out Boy. There you are. Um, I've got Mania. Oh, I've got Hold Me Tight or Don't and The Last of the Real Ones. Mm. I don't know every single word off of those songs. I like those songs. It's interesting. I believe those were the singles. They're good. Yeah. I wonder if your therapist knows everything about me. <laughs> Great line. Does your therapist know everything about me, Eleanor? I have a therapist. Well, I have a therapist. Um, her name is Kalina. She's very good. 10 out of 10, would recommend. She knows everything about you. I would hope so. Um, you I mean, also have a therapist. My, her name is Kalina. 10 out of
0: 10. My coworkers know everything about you. Is that worse? Because that feels yeah. worse
1: to me. Uh huh. My favorite thing is when I go, there's a couple people and I go and see them. The first question after, how are you? Is, and how's Eleanor? <laughs> now, how's my mom? Alright, bro. No, how's Eleanor? And I'm like, Eleanor's good. Kalina. It's a little embarrassing um, for me, but I have an excuse to talk about her. <laughs> so
0: for 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 a small while, there was one very specific problem with uh, Kalina's employment. Um one one struggle. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. One of my coworkers made a joke about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I had talked about it so much that <laughs> she remembered it well enough to make a funny joke about it.
1: <laughs> My favorite thing is just, I don't, that's shocking because we always joke about how I don't sound like a real person when you talk about me for too long. Like, here's Kalina. She's from Florida, but I met her in Ireland. <laughs> she lives in Slovakia. <laughs> and also we're married. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Back, oh, before we... I, I talked myself out of a point. Anyway, I was talking about... Anyway, I listen to Fall Out Boy, but I don't, like, listen to Fall Out Boy. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised Eleanor didn't like these as much because she has a wider catalog to compare to. I use that phrase, I use that um, terminology when we talk about Manda's skin and how, like, I can compare them to a lot more rock music. So I wasn't expecting to like it as much because I listen to more rock music than Eleanor does. So <laughs> I have more to compare it to so um but I do relate to the idea of like not being the same person you were and like not enjoying something as much which doesn't like because and like it's hard for you to necessarily be positive about it because it's not what you got hooked on and for me that example is pierce the veil I listened to it was in pierce the veil when I was sad and very sad and god i can't even put into words how sad i was right (laughs) and pierce the veil while they were singing about like relationships a lot of the time again general theme of being outcast and this general theme of like things were horrible and terrible and 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 how devastated you were about a situation and i was devastated unfortunately the situation i was devastated about was the fact that i was alive in a person but (laughs) i was devastated right (laughs) so it it can't be devastating When I listen to when I listen to Pierce like Pierce the Veil put out a new album, and I like the songs, but I will never like them as much as I like like the first two, especially the first two Pierce the Veil albums. I will never like them as much, and I'm not sad anymore. And when I listen to that music, I'm not like oh my god, life's I like I don't feel the same way I did when I was 14 and listening mm-hmm. to it. But it will always be more emotionally impactful to me, and I will always feel it more. I I feel more. I just don't feel the same thing, but I will always feel it more just because of of where it met the place I was when that music met me. Brilliant, beautiful. We're so smart.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and this has nothing to do with anything, but I thought of this point, so I'm going to bring it up because we're talking about um. actually, it's not important. Anyway, twenty seven clubs, <laughs> ten out of ten. And, and, like, or take Fall Out Boy, again, I don't listen to, take Fall Out Boy, Kalina, we're talking about Fall Out Boy. Um, 27, I don't listen to Fall Out Boy, but 27 to me will always be a very powerful song, just because I connect very much with the, that doesn't sound good, but I connect very much with the concept of 27. So, like, even if, even though I didn't hear that song at a point where, like, the whole concept of being as sad as he is in that song really... I could really relate to it. It will always still mean something to me. You know, we we're talking about parrot text, so like, sort of like, I made a connection in one other place, so it still it relates over to a mm-hmm. completely unrelated place.
0: Yeah, which again is what, yeah, absolutely.
1: I think, but um, I think less people should write love songs because, like, every time I look at the lyrics, I'm like, oh my god, we're singing about a person again. And like,
0: yeah, I think um, we need to get more more conceptual with our love songs
1: because like sometimes i send i hear a line in a song and i want to send it to eleanor because it makes me think of her but it's a love song and i'm like not not like that like i love you eleanor but like not like that like um what was the one recently stick season by noah Kahan, can't whatever I think it's con- yeah I think it's con. There, there's two a's in it which is why i'm confused it's like anyway anyway um and it he says i'm no longer funny because i miss the way you laugh which i uh, makes me think of eleanor eleanor not like eleanor and i didn't break up okay <laughs> as far as I'm oh, aware. not yet we did for a little bit we're okay actually eleanor one time there was this time that eleanor was not with me and then for about a month everyone acted like <laughs> i got broken up with because every time i went someplace that she used to go with me i would the question i would get is and how are you are you okay i was like she's not dead like i'm fine anyway but like i, I that make, song makes me think of eleanor because eleanor's not here with me so like if i say something funny in my head i'm like this is not the right audience and like i can't text eleanor the context of my whole day to give her this one joke i but like we no have tried to do eleanor's that <laughs> not here to laugh at oh. me We've been here. I think I think we're actually like spot on for time. So we're going to go because yeah. I don't think we're going to have any more good no, thoughts. No, we're not. Um, if you get have never listened to a Fall Out Boy song, listen to 27. If you have listened to 27, listen to Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying. <laughs> if you've listened to both of those, listen to them again. Thank you. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, we're going to... And
1: we may be ne- back next we week.
0: We might be. Possibly. Thank you for, for listening.
1: One of us will be here.
0: Exactly. Thank you. good good, good night and goodbye follow
1: us on on twitter don't quote us 27 27. or is it don't quote us on that 20 i think it's don't don't quote quote us 27 27. it'll be in don't quote us 27 on twitter don't quote us on that on instagram don't quote us on that on tiktok (laughs) don't quote us on that on tiktok (laughs) TikTok. (laughs) eleanor's having a crisis (laughs) where we're gonna go (laughs) bye bye thanks for listening don't quote me on that one day we'll have an outro but It's not today.